0: this episode of the game club podcast includes spoilers for bioshock infinite okay so over the holidays right over the holidays uh we had family over and whatnot and uh, i was talking to my uh i don't know my i guess as close to a brother as i've ever had i was talking to german alex i was talking to him <laughs> and his wife and she's been shiny hunting right i'm pokemon yeah, in Pokemon. So we're You're we're saying. sitting there, we're sitting there at the kids' table. There's bunny quotes around the kids' table. We're sitting at the bunny, you know, bunny table. At the no, bunny
1: table. <laughs> at the bunny table.
2: We're sitting the at German the kids Alex, which is German <laughs> Alex's real name. Who's your Pope- brother, but
1: not brother?
0: But we're sitting there, and who is a rabbit? <laughs> but we're talking about uh... <laughs> we're talking about shiny hunting, right? Because I I understand like the concept of it, but I mean Pokemon. And. Uh, the thing is, though, my nearly seventy-year-old uncle comes up and he's like, "Oh, y'all talking about hunting? What you hunting after?" F- now, me get the <laughs> <laughs> now I don't know. I was like, you're, "You're not gonna get it." And he's like, "No, I love hunting. What kind of we doing?" <laughs> and <laughs> and you've been disowned, Uh You know, and I'm like, "Well, it's about video games," and then immediately he just like walks off, lost interest. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair.
2: I don't think I could go hunting. I think it's too sad. Ah, no, it's yeah. fine. Also, I'm from the UK where guns are not sold on every street corner, Slade. They're not sold on every
1: street corner. Slade, Slade when he visited me in, uh, on his trip <laughs> to England, and we found that hunting and plumbing store.
2: Hunting and plumbing?
1: Yeah. It's, yeah. it's in Bristol, yeah. in uh, like, round the corner from where I used to live.
2: But I think hunting in the UK is very different. It's like rat traps, whereas in America you're taking down everything that you can with the biggest gun. That you Alligator. Can. Well, no, they, no. Uh, there's
0: there's a lot of people. They say it's unsportsman to shoot deer with the gun. They, well, they don't
1: have guns, so well, yeah, kind it kind of is. You've well, got to, do. You gotta, you gotta take. Yeah, them they, they go
0: hand to hand. First of all, deer are violent. I'm not even lying. On deer that. are awful deer animals. Deer are very violent. They're very delicious, and uh, but what they argue is that you should use a bow and arrow. It's more sportsmanly. Obvious.
1: Okay. G- um, something because, that is, of course, the deer's top priority.
0: Well, what they're saying is that it, it requires more thought and skill.
1: Right, but a gun is just a bow with extra steps.
0: It's less steps. The f- do you mean? Yeah, it's less steps. I'm with. Have him. you ever have you There's ever shot a mechanics. bow and arrow?
1: Yes, a lot of times. There's more mechanics happening on the inside of a gun. Have you ever shot a bow and arrow at anything that's moving? No, but what (laughs) I'm saying is there's a lot more mechanics happening on the inside of a gun than twanging a bit of string. Yeah, No, no, no,
0: I'm saying in the Hunter, there's more skill in having to line up that moving shot.
1: I know what you're saying.
0: Instead of me pointing my scope...
1: Pretty much the same. It's just Down an marksman.
2: What guns do you own, Slade? Is that going to get you in trouble?
0: Because oh. none of them are registered, right? No, no. Hi, uh, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> ATF, man. How are you? <laughs> well, two of them are old enough that I don't have to register them. That's insane. Well, no. There's a shotgun from. Uh, I think the serial number says like 1861 on it. Nice. So like, so like, if you pulled the trigger, it's more than likely going to fall apart or explode in my hands. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so that's like a family heirloom. Like you I've can't kill me if age. I kill me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know. I think I got like 10 or so. 10? Yeah.
2: What do you need 10? Ten- You've got two hands. One
0: for each finger.
1: <laughs> like, what whack. do
2: you need 10 guns for?
0: Uh, the, the, actually. So like two of them are for hunting. One I have is like a historical collection. I inherited some when my granddad passed away. So wow i actually have nice. like a uh, I have an italian ithaca shotgun which is like beautifully engraved it's thick and uh that was my granddad's hunting shotgun and it has not been fired since like the 80s so i mean i wouldn't shoot it it'd probably be fine but i'd be too scared about it blowing up in my hand i have to admit this is not where <laughs> i thought the preamble was going <laughs>
3: no
0: no no joey you had something you wanted
1: to bring up before we wind up inevitably on the topic of gun control and annoying half our audience
2: (laughs) yeah so my one was just um talking about uh when i had the moment of panic yesterday when my new phone arrived and i was one trying to log into the twitter account for um video game club and i forgot the (laughs) password Um, so I was there, panicking, thinking that one I would lost the password, and two that I there, uh, two that I'd lock us out, of trying to remember it. And then the other one is I I control and monitor Anchor, which is where we host our podcast, our distribution on, platform. Yeah, on the phone, and uh, I was fairly convinced when I tried to log in, and it kept saying. You have no episodes. I thought I'd deleted the podcast.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, I, so. I'm, I'm not even got, Joey. Was like, Hey, does anybody know the password? <laughs> <laughs> he ask us in Discord. And I, I was audibly laughing at my house.
2: Whoever I, <laughs> pinned the message when I tried to get you both to log in and use it,
1: I owe you. Thank you. <laughs> For the, speaking of Discord, by the way, we now have a public Discord. By the time this episode goes up, it'll be ready. Yeah. So, we're going to come up with a, a vanity URL or something like discord.io slash videogameclub. Something to that effect.
2: You just said a whole bunch of words that I don't understand.
1: So- well... Yeah,
2: Tim and, a... Tim and Slade set this up in case that wasn't
0: clear. Yeah, so it's basically a community Discord. So if you want to like Q and with us or um, discuss just with us, games, talk yeah, episodes,
1: yeah, because not everybody does. But... Send yeah. memes. I don't know. I won't look at the memes. I'll be honest.
2: But... Pick fights with any of the uh, hosts.
1: Yeah. <laughs> challenge Joey to Use an arm wrestle. Yeah,
2: <laughs> you can do that on here if you want. Uh, yeah. What else oh, can they get... do, Tim?
1: Locust giveaways.
2: <laughs> it took us about four or five months to get rid of the first lot of locusts. And slay Discords has, in real time. Has, has that ever has?
0: Yes, has, yes, yes. Dalton has received his locusts. Yes. And uh, well, because okay, so here's the problem: the American Amazon won't let me buy locusts. Okay. So so I sent him a DM and I was like, "What do you want?" That's like, you know. I guess around ten bucks. And he it was a Food Fighter's (laughs) final like record that he wanted. I was like, sure, I'll have a chips to your house. right, cool. So we got like an actually good prize. (laughs) I couldn't do anything with it. So guys, old
2: score. So guys, if ever we do a ridiculous giveaway, uh, just ask Slade to do the prize and you might actually get something good.
1: Do you know what would be really fun? Is if we ever did do giveaways or competitions or something, the prize has a 50-50 option of being the actual thing or a box of locusts. <laughs>
0: room. It's like, the what's the thing Mr. Beast is doing at the moment? I don't know, I don't so keep up with him. It's $35 raffle tickets, right? They're all guaranteed a prize and they're either going to be like, a gift card or like a little Hot Wheels car or a remote control RC car or it's his actual Lamborghini <laughs> interesting nice which so either you're gonna end up with a little Hot Wheels car or his car I mean the odds are better that it's the Hot Wheels car Oh well, yeah but that's that's an interesting concept though
1: but I, know, I, I like the idea of you can enter the competition at a risk of having a box of low sent. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Maybe we'll do that for our one year anniversary.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Oh, and then we have to sign the locusts.
0: How do you (laughs) sign a locust? With a shot? Take skill. What the f***? (laughs) You can't (laughs) just sign a locust. Sure you can. No. Sure you can. Have you ever seen locust?
1: You're not thinking positively enough.
0: Have you ever seen my signature?
1: Have you ever seen mine?
0: Oh, it's probably more legible than mine is.
1: Mine is a scribble.
0: I just write slate, like on work documents. Oh, I, I do Tim. <laughs> yes. Just Tim. Joey, how's your signature? My signature is J-Fits. J-Fits? Okay. Yeah. I can take yeah. it.
1: All right, shall we crack on with the episode? No. Okay. Yeah, so see so you like in this, two this weeks, this everyone. <laughs> and this is where Slade would... Oh, we didn't do a spoiler warning.
0: Yeah, I was about to do that, Tim. Thanks. Hang on, what is that? What, what is... I can't read that. It's a <laughs> oh, giveaway, price? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm voting.
1: Alright. <laughs> I'm going to need to cut down a lot of this. Uh, this are,
0: are we going to talk about... Like in depth, the first two Bioshocks, or are we just gonna try to stick on Infinite? It's up to you. I haven't completed two. I've done one. Ah, no, you don't. Two's not really that important. Um, I'll tell you what. I'm just not gonna include Bioshock one because I don't think it really. Um, I don't think we'll go into detail on that. Okay. Or do the big giveaway of uh, would you kindly? Yeah, the the big giveaway that you just <laughs> said. Well, Tim can cut that out.
2: Him, don't question is will i <laughs> yeah <laughs> For anyone who out. hasn't played got bioshock one you've just had it f-ing ruined yeah thanks oh, i was
1: meant to not be swearing it's fine i'm i'm taking it to beep now no, are are you... Are you I, beep, to... I beeped all of the last episode i know you, it looked are
0: horrendous are, you, are you it took like,
1: a very long time
0: instead of beeping are you gonna just put it would you kindly no no <laughs> Can you imagine if it was
2: a really short <laughs> swear that you had to do and he just had to speed up the sound <laughs> thing? Or you go? Instead of going, would you kindly, he goes, what'd you go?
1: But uh, <laughs> no, like, I, think, I think the only reason it took a long time on the last episode is because it was like a two-hour discussion right. about <laughs> the game and we swear a lot and get angry at each other.
0: Yes. Are we still are on the non-swearing thing?
1: I, I, I'm happy to be.
2: I think we should try it, uh, our best so that we can not have to mark it as explicit yeah. i
0: will i will do my best but no guarantees
1: that's fine i, I can beat.
0: i told tim i'm gonna try to be a good boy in the podcast for once for once because i was I getting really more annoyed more at him in the last editing session oh is nope. my internet being
2: f- again
1: now you are you are you plugged in i'm plugged in okay it's like a big desync
0: would you as a would you kindly repressive it? I'll pause the recording. This episode of the Game Club Podcast includes spoilers for Bioshock Infinite. And has already included spoilers for Bioshock 1. (laughs) No, hopefully those are all cut (laughs) out. We'll see. My name is Slate. You can find me at Slate on Twitter. I'm joined by Tim
1: Fitzgerald. Hello, it's me at Wembembo on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram.
0: And I'm also joined by Joey Fitzgerald. Hello, it's a me,
2: Joey O. Not doing my social media as per usual.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> everything's kinda of desynced right now. A little peek behind the curtain just the preamble went in a weird direction and now i'm just like completely out of focus <laughs> at the moment <laughs> but i suppose let us start with the question right mm-hmm. and this is a i think this is a somewhat of a deep question over the last like six years or so what do you think has gone wrong with shooters why do we not have our uh, call of duty 4s gears of war or anything really like that anymore
2: um i don't know if that's a fair assumption i think call of duty Warzone. i well i think the the we're
0: talking about the single player campaign not just like oh uh, well
2: it's because it's it uh takes a lot of time is where to, the money is yeah it takes a lot of time to make and multiplayer is where the money is like yeah. i think that the rise of um battle royale games and the season pass model has just meant that it's not viable for for companies to make shooters in it's the like, traditional um, sense.
1: I know it's not a shooter, but like, look at GTA Five. If, I don't know if you guys remember at launch, they promised story based DLC, and all we got was GTA Online expansions, mm, right?
2: Yeah. So I just I think the answer to your question, Slade, is um, it's not profitable.
1: Um, yeah, stories it, don't make them money
2: makes me big sad but saying that uh call of duty cold war was meant to have an incredible campaign i don't know if either of you played it
0: i have not at all i have it's okay Mm. i
1: i know that a battlefield 2042 does not have a single player campaign in any regard not none it's entirely multiplayer
2: i've never got on board with battlefield games at all and i don't know why
1: i really like them i think they're a lot of fun did y'all ever play bad company 2 yeah that was my yeah. first battlefield
0: oh that's that's a that's such a good example or spec ops the line is another great example
1: that's a game i want to do on the podcast <clears little> at <throat> some point
0: oh, we, we have to talk about it right mm. i've never never played it Line. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm okay. excited now. I'm excited. All right, cool.
1: That's going on the list then at some point.
0: Slade, can... what game are we talking about this week? <laughs> We're talking about one of the greatest first person shooters ever, the Bioshock series, specifically Bioshock Infinite. Bioshock Infinite, let me pull up my sheet here because I fill out the document this time. <laughs> Bioshock Infinite uh, came out March 26, 2013. It was published by 2K, Irrational Games, and Aspire. Uh, it was released on Steam 360. Won. Series XS, VS3 through 5, Switch OS uh, X, which I think that's Mac. yes Yeah. I don't know. when Yeah. Linux. It's good. It's, it's on everything for a reason. 94% on Metacritic, 9.4 out of 10 from IGN. Uh, back when this was still relevant, you had the spike video game awards, which was like the precursor to the current video game awards. Mm-hmm. So it won the, uh, Spike Video Game Award for Best Shooter, Best Character of the Year. It got a BAFTA for the original score. Damn. And a VGX for Best Song in a Game. Now, here's a... It's very
2: rare that we go through the achievements of a game and the BAFTA
0: is on there. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. When I saw BAFTA, I was like, oh, s***. Okay. But here's the thing, and I'd like to propose a question to y'all. Who do you think was the character of the year? Because it is actually specifically named. And there's only really, I would argue five prominent characters in Bioshock Infinite.
1: It's going to be Elizabeth.
0: I think it's Elizabeth. Yeah, I think it's Lady Comstock. It's not Lady Comstock. <laughs> is it Man Comstock? It is... No, it's not Man Comstock <laughs> either. Is it Mecha Comstock? <laughs> no. It is is the... it
1: Gaijin Comstock? It no, the bird? it's the...
0: Uh... Oh, f- yes, it's the bird, actually. Is it the bird? The no. Sunbird. No. <laughs> <laughs> AKA Mecha Comstock. <laughs> no, it's the uh, Lutess twins, actually. Oh, okay. Is that what they're called? I huh. didn't ever say that. The Lutesses. Do you? Do you not play with subtitles? No. Oh, oh, really? That's weird. Okay. Why is that weird? It's like subtitles is always like the it's first thing. It's weird that I...
1: you're not hard of
0: hearing, Joey. <laughs> yeah, I, I am. So that's. <laughs> uh so we've gotten the awards out of the way obviously this game gets a lot of praise and i think for good reason but joey since it's your first time playing i'd like to start with you if you don't mind for for initial thoughts yeah it was really really good i enjoyed it a lot um
2: i liked that you start the game in a very similar vein to other bioshocks in like the boat with the lighthouse and um this isn't a spoiler for those games because it's like literally the first five minutes the opening um but you go up and and i really really enjoyed that the expectation like obviously i've seen bioshock and its world uh sorry infinite and its world is set in the clouds in this like mm. floating city um but i really liked the way that they almost set it up to have the expectation that you were going down to the underground mm. underwater city again like in bioshock one And I think and two and two, sorry. And when you when you flew through the clouds, and you went in this like horrible weather to this like beautiful open bright city, I think it was really good. And I think that the world that they created was interesting. I thought the characters were fun and uh, unique um and i think that the storytelling was really really enjoyable in this yeah i had a really good time playing it um i don't know if it's worth saying i played it on the switch so there was a couple of oh did you yeah there's a couple of performance issues but
0: um i'd be expected i'd be interested to yeah so what were the performance uh just some frame
2: rate drops and uh Okay. Uh, one time, the game froze and stuck me behind a table. But when I reset it, <laughs> uh, that I couldn't get out of. But when I reset it, it just put me back in the middle of the room, and I carried on as if it was normal.
1: Okay. I mean, it's it's the Switch. There's performance issues to be to be expected. Well, yeah, it's, really. it's a
2: big game. Like it's a lot of detail, and I think it took me like nine hours to be eight, maybe Ooh. ten.
1: Yeah. Um, you're about on pace then
2: so i went through it quite quickly but there was a lot of stuff crammed in there and a lot of really detailed areas so i expected a couple of performance dips just because i I not only played it on the switch but i played it in
0: portable mode as well so um i think that has a bit of a bearing well even when you're docked you don't really get that big of a performance boost just to be fair it's it's a minor one for like power consumption and whatnot it's like one less thing the switch has to think about If mm. that makes sense, but it's the the dock itself is just a plastic housing. But,
1: yeah, it it's just basically re- a glorified HDMI plug.
0: But yeah, yeah. I, I think um,
2: a couple of frame rate dips for a couple of n- seconds. It was nothing major, but um, yeah, I was I was really impressed with the game.
0: Cool, awesome, Tim. What are your thoughts?
1: So Slade Slade actually knows this. I decided to <laughs> give myself a stupid challenge with this game because I've played through. BioShock Infinite a few times now. Uh, I got it on launch, uh, played it through. Then uh, I seemed to come back to it every couple of years. So this time, I was like, I want to do something stupid. Uh, and what I ended up doing was playing the whole game crouched. What? Why? <laughs> Need something fun to do. And
3: that,
2: was yeah, that too, sorry? Was, was that fun?
1: Uh, not no. as fun as I thought. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay.
1: But I did the whole game crouched. Okay. I mean, in terms of the game itself, yeah, it's like it still holds up really well in terms of direction and mechan- like artistic direction and mechanics and some of the plot ideas that it introduces are really interesting, but I have a couple of grievances with how the plot's laid out. Uh it felt very very episodic in a way to me, kind of being like, "Oh, there's this problem. Okay, you're done with it. But then there's this problem. Okay, you're done with it. And then there's this problem and then you're done with it." And it kind of felt The most, I guess, egregious to me would be the word when you're rescuing the kid who's about to be shot in the face by the revolutionist. What's her name?
0: Daisy Fitzroy.
1: That's the one. It kind of felt like this comes out of nowhere. And then as soon as you're done with it, it's like, all right, back on track.
0: You know what's funny about that, Tim, though, is that if you're going, it is like not the best storytelling in that aspect. Mm. Because like if you've been picking up the like the voice logs and listening to them. It like, that moment really clicks for you. Yeah,
1: and I, I get but, that, and I didn't do the audio logs this time it, around.
0: Yeah, exactly, unless you're... But I, I do think that's slightly bad storytelling if you're relying on somebody to find the random-ass audio logs, and I think I said that about another game. Uh-huh. I don't remember which one it was, that if you're expecting me to find this random thing to tell me the story, that's bad storytelling. <laughs> but you said you like that in Dark Souls. Well, yeah, well it's told through the item description. It's a little... That's very jarring, if that makes sense. I... That, that you just kind of show up and there's this kid. And if you're not aware of her relationship with uh, Fink. Right. If you're not aware of that relationship, because if you're listening to his audio logs and her audio logs, it does kind of seem to come out of left field away.
1: Mm. So, Ed, what were your thoughts on the game?
0: Oh, dude, I love this game. It's great. All right. Uh, Bioshock Infinite was the second one I actually played. So I I started with two. Okay. Not, not knowing how great one was. Mm. So I started with two. Played through it, uh, had a great time, played Infinite, and then went back and played 1. And then I realized why everybody was telling me, oh, God, 1's so much better. I, I get it now. Do you, think, I do you think 1 is better than Infinite? <laughs> no. I think they're about on par with each other. Yeah. it's It'd be like comparing apples and
2: oranges. I think that's a really... Um, you can still compare them. I think that's a really impressive thing for... Because I agree, yeah. I think they are probably on par. I think it's really yeah. impressive that the third game in a series holds up as well as the first in the in a series as um, as loved as Bioshock.
1: Yeah, especially when you consider how much of a slump in terms of reception two was. Because two, while it's not a bad game, it's certainly the weakest of the series. Yeah, it's by far from bad. It's just not strong in comparison to the others. as all.
0: Yeah, the story so, points in two are good, but we're not here to talk about two.
1: No,
2: no. Do you
0: want to? Do you want to do any um, spoilers for two? Just like
2: you did one, Slade. <laughs> <laughs> N- nah.
1: <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to go through the story of Infinite? So we got some Oof. cohesion here.
0: Oof. Okay, I'm gonna do my best. Where do you actually start? Because really, like Booker DeWitt's in a time loop. If you think about it. Well, let's start so, from like, let's where say, you actually start... as a
3: player. That's what, the what I was game. about to say,
0: let's start from the beginning of the game. Uh, you are a gunman named Booker DeWitt who is hired to retrieve a girl named Elizabeth Comstock from a place... uh, Columbus? Columbia. Not Columbus. I did the same thing. I was like, it's not Columbus, but it's close. (laughs) To retrieve a girl from a place called Columbia, you're taken off to this lighthouse, and if you play the other Bioshocks, you're like, oh, yes, now I go underwater. Ha-ha, surprise, joke's on you. To the sky. (laughs) What a jape. (laughs) Classic prank. (laughs) So we head off for a fun-filled adventure through the clouds uh, in this floating city filled you with. You say uh,
1: fun-filled adventure? One yeah, of the first fun- pop <laughs> points is like, haha, we're racist up here. Yeah I, okay? say, <laughs> yeah,
0: I was about to say swinging around like Errol Flynn and murdering racists. It's a great time. Mm. <laughs> I was anyway. really thrown off by the like racism aspect yeah, of it. I, I like, really wasn't.
2: I just did not expect it. I just it caught me off guard.
1: Especially how like. Quite literally in your face, it is.
0: Yeah, I think it's good. Be bold like that. If you're going to call something out, I think you yeah. should be, be bold. bold with it. Yeah, and
2: it's the same. It as was I... bold. I was just saying that it really threw yeah. me off. That it was like I didn't expect it in a in a game because I've only played Bioshock one to the end. I was going to say mm. to to completion, but I don't really like that phrase because it makes you think of other things. Um, but <laughs> I think uh, because I've only played Bioshock one. All the way through, and, and a little bit of two, I just didn't expect um, that that aspect of it. And the other thing I thought was really impressive. With sorry, I know I'm I'm kind of overtaking no, it's, the story, no, bit, it's but fine, take it. When you go to Columbia, um, I really enjoyed that there was loads of friendly NPCs because they're not in the other games. Yep. like sorry, friendly in quotation marks NPCs. Like you get there, and it's like a normal. Not normal because it's in the sky, but it, it's like there's a f- carnival going on. And,
1: it's a living uh, city.
2: It's yeah. a living city. And, and normally in the Bioshock games, everyone you meet is at trying to kill you. Right. Um, and you don't get that for like large portions of this game. And I just thought it was an interesting no, twist on what you're used to.
1: It's, it's very interesting because a lot of these games would kind of introduce like the main city and you'd be peaceful until like the whole conflict kicks off and then everyone tries to kill you. But this game kind of comes and goes with its passive and it's aggressive NPCs. Yeah.
0: Like there's mm-hmm. a point where you're walking through the beach and the NPCs are just not even bothering you. They're it's sunbathing. They... They're
1: dancing. Yeah. They're, they're having, having a good time.
0: They, they don't care about you. And then there's another point where you're in Fink industries. The second you show up there and mm-hmm. nobody bothers you. You could walk through it. Yeah, they do not pretty normal. Yeah, they're like, oh, this is random dude, hi, how are you? And
2: I, I don't think that that is like a big thing for anyone that hasn't played these games. They'll be saying, "Oh, why the hell are you talking about this?" But because of how violently, like, obsessed with killing you they are in, especially in Bioshock One. Yeah, yep. I just I think it was I think it once again it caught me off guard. It wasn't something I expected, and this game was full of moments that I just didn't expect. Mm-hmm.
0: Really. Yeah, yeah, I I yeah. I hate to distract too much from this. Um, let's get back to the story real quick. Yeah. So obviously, you know, your job is to get Elizabeth. You find her and it's uh, y'all's job to escape Columbia. But obviously, because it's a video game, you know, we can't do this two hours in. We got to get through some other stuff to get an airship so we can skedaddle off. <laughs> There's, there's a lot of little plot points. And Tim's right, and I was thinking about this when you said it, Tim, right? And I, I wrote it down because you're right about the fact that it's a lot of little stories, like for, let's say, like a chapter, right? hmm And it's like, all right, here is Cornelius Slate. We have to deal with Tim so we can get uh, this ability called Shock Jockey, right? Yeah. And that it's just, like, not a thing after that. Mm-hmm. But I think all those little stories build up. To one very good cohesive story. If you have mm. to look at them separately, I, I think separately they don't hold up.
1: No, in terms of in terms of micro pocket stories, yes. they're they're kinda bad, right. if I'm honest. But when you when you take into consideration that Cornelius Slate uh was with Booker at the Battle of Wounded Knee, uh, which is where because Booker's a war vet. Yep, he was with Booker at the Battle of Wounded Knee, so he's there, kind of psychologically torturing Booker throughout his whole section. And after he dies, he's occasionally seen again Ooh. when Elizabeth op- opens up rifts and tears in dimensions and time. Yeah,
0: but
1: we haven't and, talked
0: about Elizabeth's ability. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. So yeah. that, that out of context sounds a little wacky. Um, yeah, but, the whole thing sounds wacky out of context. <laughs> to be fair, there's a lot of there's a lot of that, but. Yeah, I mean, again, the most egregious one is when Daisy Fitzroy is about to murder a child in front of you.
0: Right, and I'd stand by my statement that if you're not somebody, uh, like a completionist, or somebody who doesn't like poke around nooks and grannies and picking up the um, audio logs, like you, Joey? Like me. Yeah, did that come way out of left field to you? Yeah, it did. I had no idea what the significance there was. See, that's what I mean. I think that's, like... Somewhat bad storytelling, but does it make sense now that it was Fink's son? Or do you even know who Fink is? Do you know who Jeremiah Fink is? Uh, No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Jeremiah Fink is a part of one of these set pieces that we were talking about. And basically he manufactures everything for Columbia.
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: He's like, he's like a yeah. factory oligarch, essentially.
0: What is the thing? Uh, some in American history, I can't think of it exactly, but uh, it involves the Pinkertons and like riots, essentially, to make sure the people actually worked.
1: Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they were essentially there to keep the people in line.
0: Right, and... uh Booker like state DeWitt,
1: police kind of thing.
0: Yeah, but like private people with guns making sure factory workers are turning out work.
1: Mm. Okay.
0: And Booker DeWitt was one of those people at one time. Okay. Which is part of why Fink does that, like just closed off mini boss area where you just have to like slaughter people in the theater. That was okay. your job interview. Got it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, where did you get to in the story? In in
1: your explanation.
0: Oh, in my explanation, uh, where do we leave off? Well, I, you've not said the yeah. word Comstock yet. Yeah, that's true. Well, I have said Comstock because it's Elizabeth Comstock. We're trying to save her. Uh, Elizabeth has some pretty cool abilities, and I said a while back as well that, uh, I think she is the greatest NPC companion you will ever have in any video game. I, I wholeheartedly believe that, because she, uh, she opens what's called tears, and it's like a dimensional rift, I would say. Mm -hmm. Or like a time rift, I don't really know.
1: I think it's more of a dimensional thing, because, like, she's essentially able to transport you to a different place but yep. in a, like a different timeline time. it's the exact same location wise but in terms right. of um, events that have happened it's
0: different which is super useful for like uh, combat it's super useful for navigation when you're low on health items when you're low on uh, ammunition very helpful not only that the first thing the game tells you is you do not have to protect her you don't have yeah. to worry about her and she gives you <laughs> sorry Tim yeah the entire time that is the greatest NPC NPC companion. That you will ever have.
2: It was helpful.
0: Yeah, extremely. Because
2: I think a lot of the enemies later down the line were a bit bullet spongy. Yes, very. Um, and the prime example of this, I'll, I'll say, is Lady Comstock's Ghost. Um, yes. I found that I used all of my ammo every single time I ran into her. And... Um, it was very welcome when you turn
0: around and and Elizabeth was um, book or catch and just yeah. throws you a gun. First of all, very irresponsible. Going back to our <laughs> preamble, she yeah. obviously does not own ten guns. <laughs>
1: There's a really uh, good video online somewhere where someone's modded uh, Elizabeth into GTA 4 as like the playable character and like set wacky physics onto the cars. Like, sends them, like, hurtling into NPCs, but then puts the line, Booker Cash, on there.
0: <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Um, all right, so I got the Cornelius Slate, who I, I would like to say is the first, like, mini-boss you got to deal with. Yeah. And then the the step we go through after that, you get what's uh, an ability called Shock Jockey, which is, what did you call the...
1: Uh... Oh, I kept on referring <laughs> to, the, um, to the... They call them Vigors in the game, but I refer to them as Funny Lemonade.
0: <laughs> yeah. Which, there's a multitude of uh, abilities that you get throughout the game that are funny lemonade.
1: Yeah. But you shock drink jockey, them,
0: you get powers. Yeah, but the shock jockey is the one that like powers electricity, obviously. Mm-hmm. Because electric company bad, think enterprise is good. Slade, what was your favorite vigor? Uh, oh, God. It's, it's fucked up, but it's the uh, the one where people fall in love with you. Yeah. Okay. I don't remember the exact name of it off the top of my head, but you would throw it. It sends out like a little... Um, Angel or something, makes them fall in love with you, and then they turn on their friends. So this way you could uh just have like an extra person shooting yeah. in combat. And then there's an upgrade that makes them commit suicide. Yeah. After, I think it's like, called like possession
1: Juliet or something like that. No, possession. Possession.
0: Yeah, that was Tim, my favorite one. What was yours?
1: Murder of Crows.
2: Murder of Crows is my favorite.
1: Murder well. of Crows was fantastic, but Very good. the reason I liked it is because it was reminiscent of the bees power in Bioshock One. Yes, which as soon as I got that, I spent the whole time throwing bees at people. It makes me <laughs> like, sad. I couldn't throw bees in Infinite.
2: Like Wicker Man.
1: Yeah, I could essentially just have like the not the bees thing for like not eight the hours. Bees. <laughs> um, I like with uh,
2: Murder of Crows was mine. Same as mm. yours. I really like that when you upgraded it. They when you killed someone with Murder of Crows, um, and essentially for for the listeners, what happens is you point at someone you want loads of birds to attack and kill but when they kill that person that person becomes like a trap for full of more crows so anyone that goes near them they explode crows and just get killed the cycle
1: continues it was it was
2: really really good especially when i think a lot of bioshock uh the areas in it are like a horde mode and i think um murder of crows was really useful as i'm sure possession was i just didn't use it as much as sounds like you did slate, but murder of yes. crows was useful for clearing like well seven
1: or eight people at once so, you so could... i use possession on the machines more than anything. yeah i yeah. did too
0: yeah but you could cast possession on like even the the mechs you would have to fight mm-hmm. and it would yeah. that's what i did any turn. turrets I mean, that's possession. yeah that's yeah it's great yeah. Could uh, you use so... it on handyman
1: yeah no Ooh. no you could I don't think you could. You can. Because I tried while crouching and... If you have to have the upgraded
0: upgraded one, but it just stuns you for like a minute.
1: I didn't upgrade that.
0: Okay, if you upgrade it, yes, but it doesn't like... You don't take control of them, but they just kind of like stop for a moment. Mm. Uh, Well, the handymen are the the big heavy bad
2: guys, aren't they? Yeah, you have to shoot
1: them in the heart. Let me tell you, those things, if you're playing the game entirely crouched, pain in the ass. (laughs) Total pain in the ass. All Unless hearing... there's sky rails around, then it's fine.
0: No, the sky rails don't work because they can just jump on them and electrocute them.
1: Yeah, yeah, so you jump off and while they're hanging on, you shoot them and then as soon as they don't, you just jump back on again.
0: Can we talk about the Skyhook, by the way, and how interesting of an idea that is to navigate the world? Well, let's yeah. go back
1: to the story because oh, let's right. brass that off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, the next place you go to that you have to deal with is the Vox Populi, which is the rebel faction fighting against the main people who live in the city of Columbia. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, it's the anti-racist people versus the racist people. Yeah,
2: I think, think that's exactly when, a when, big we've, choice there. We've said like racist a lot, but there's quite a lot of like slave um, yeah. elements to it. Um,
1: a lot of imagery. So, so yeah. just
2: to really kind of help you understand what we're talking about here, and, like people of color in in Bioshock Infinite are treated as second class citizens, mm. yes, or lower. Um, And quite a lot of the final element of the game is about like the revolution for almost like equality. But I don't think it's about equality with this. I think it's just lots of pent up anger.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, At at that point, because at that point the Vox Populi turn against you and it's just like violence on violence. Yeah. Which at that point, nobody wins. Yeah. So next section is the Vox Populi. Uh. After that, it is uh, just you and Comstock. Who is the big bad. Who's the big bad guy, and in charge of the whole city. He is the prophet, in big air quotes. Mm -hmm. And he's the prophet because he can see the
1: future. And also has a blimp.
2: He's got the big blimp. All people who have blimps are
0: prophets. Blimps are expensive. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But you find out as well that Elizabeth is not actually his daughter. Big plot twist! Ready? Here this we go. This is where the spoilers are. This is where the, the mind <laughs> big spoiler mush. alarm. You find out Elizabeth is Booker's daughter. Yeah, and Booker is, is Zachary Comstock.
1: Who is Father Comstock? Comstock's. Wow, yeah. from another dimension. dimension. Yep. We haven't mentioned the Lutesses at all. We no, should we probably haven't. do that.
0: <laughs> Yeah, the Lutesses are the people who drop you off in the first place, and you kind of hear them talking what seems like a very random conversation. Hmm. Of them. Then, just... You run into
1: them later on in the fair, and they do like a heads or tails game with you.
0: Yeah, and you choose uh, tails, lands on tails, and you notice uh, I can't think of the guy's name Robert. Robert. Robert Lutes, He has a chalkboard on him, and you see all the times tails has been chosen and correct. Mm hmm which kind of gives you the first inclination to this is a time loop or this has happened before. Mm. That's like the first time. But they they come in and out, phase in and out randomly with no rhyme mm. or reason whatsoever.
1: Well, their whole thing is that they're meant to essentially be quantum physics incarnate. Like they are, uh, they're, they're meant to be a representation of uh, what do they call them? Constants and variables in, yes. in quantum physics? Yes. So the whole idea with this is that uh, it's let's say you make a decision over heads or tails. Let's say uh, in the coin flip, let's say you pick heads, the timeline will go one way. When if where if you pick tails, it could have gone another way. That's right. a variable, but a constant is uh, like in the main structure of, or main setting of Bioshock. There's always a city. Like for example, that's a constant.
0: Yep, there's always a lighthouse. There's always a city.
1: Mm-hmm. Constants and variables.
0: Which the ending. The ending of BioShock is uh, infinite rather is kind of mind-blowing when you think about it like that.
1: I remember when I first played it I was like what the f-?
2: <laughs> I don't think you were the only one because when I completed Infinite like I looked up cuz I think I, I I don't didn't fully understand the ending. It's complicated. Um, and complicated. I looked it up and and I watched like four different YouTube videos that all explain different And I don't think people know now, like, fully understand it now.
1: It's arguable, Um, yeah. All right, we'll say it's gone off a a (laughs) sudden mid-pee, maybe? Yeah, maybe he was peeing. Oh, he's back.
0: He's back. That was a quick pee. No, it wasn't a pee. What what, what happened? Uh, I just coughed up a chunk of lung.
1: Oh, Lovely. Thank you for taking that away from the microphone. I appreciate it.
0: You're well, That's why I muted, held my finger up. I was hoping y'all would just keep going.
1: <laughs> and not stop the entire
2: No, no, floor we brought, we brought say, attention you, to it. Have you ever listened to this podcast before? No, why? <laughs> no, All no, right, no, never no. mind.
1: So, uh, where do we want to go in terms of discussion? Um where so Oh yeah, we were talking about the ending. Yes. So to me, the ending reads as Colombia is you know, they, they say over and over again in the ending, there's always a lighthouse, there's always a city. Right. And in, the, in this game, there is always a lighthouse and there's always a city. And I, th- I would think, given the theme of constants and variables, that this isn't necessarily a sequel, but like a side story in an alternate dimension to Rapture in Bioshock 1. And instead of Rapture being underwater, which we do go to... Uh, in kind of a dimensional rift, uh, it's Columbia. And instead of going down, you're going up uh, to it. And instead of, uh, what's his f- name in Bioshock 1? What's Andrew he called?
0: Ryan. Andrew Ryan. Andrew Ryan? Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So instead of Andrew Ryan, it's Booker DeWitt. Yep. Like, it's just constants of variables, but, like, it's thematically and some, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for here? Thematically, and in some cases, just constants between the two, like constant links between the two, I would say.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, well, they they do link back Bioshock One to um, to Bioshock Infinite in the DLC, which Joe, you didn't play. Burial right? at
1: Sea. No. Very good DLC, by the way.
0: The DLC is fantastic.
1: Aside from I... the first DLC, don't play the Horde Mode DLC.
0: Don't do that. Just play the Burial at Sea it's two chapters it's very good this Mm -hmm. is in your free time we're not going to talk about it much for the pod just got to bring it up that it ties back in like it closes the loop again yeah
1: yeah it's it's incredible it's incredibly well written especially if you're a fan of the first game
0: yeah Mm. very very good there's a lot of different well we talked about the uh vigors or the funny lemonade
1: funny lemonade
0: the weapon variety i think it's good it's okay was there anything you preferred over other things?
1: Uh, I got. I never took a shotgun with me. No, that I think is doo doo.
2: I had a sniper with me at all times.
1: Oh no, I hardly ever use a sniper.
2: Never use a sniper rifle. Oh, I always had one. Um, the one thing I actually think that they could have used more of. There was one section of the game where you were going through the abandoned streets of Colombia, mm-hmm. and there were snipers on the roofs, and there was, that was only in one street and I thought they could have done much more with it, because I enjoyed like the sniper face-off that I had with them. Because... In the almost
1: smoggy oh, streets. No, you got to look out for the glints.
0: Maybe in the streets there, but when you get to... I forgot what the name of the area is, but it's right after you get Shock Jockey, you show up to the spot, and there's snipers like up in the building. Yeah. It's not the mm. only place with it. It's a couple of times in the game. It's not as well, heavy as it is there, but it, it's a couple just
2: i think i really liked that they in that area they were the only enemy um and you couldn't get up to them so you had to shoot them um, right which i think is the difference between Mm. that and where you got the shock jockey i really liked it was a bit um yeah i just enjoyed like having to peek out with my sniper and
0: kill them yeah how prior to the uh the twist i suppose how did you like booker and elizabeth's uh relationship like prior to knowing the twist um because this well they they kind of like bounce off each other a bit i think they're well written to talk to each other and that's, i think in the first naturally. half yeah
1: i was saying this to you Slade. Um, when i was playing this in the first half elizabeth's almost got like a disney princess aspect to her which I quite like, if I'm honest. Like, She's very whimsical and innocent, the whole thing, but then the second she murders someone, you just watch that all fade away.
0: Yeah, it's very That's symbolic like, when she cuts her hair off. Hmm. That's like Breaking Bad. Yeah? Yeah.
1: Elizabeth is Walter White. <laughs> Elizabeth <laughs> is
2: Heisenberg.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Booker, say my name. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Booker, we have to go make meth. <laughs> I, I, think, um, I
2: think that when you found Elizabeth in the tower and it was like the voyeuristic one-way mm. mirrors. And I think that was a bit creepy, really, because oh, she, was was like she was a bit like a tourist attraction, right? Um, mm. And no.
0: An experiment more like. Well, that's why when yeah, you're walking but, in there, there's all these like, um, don't get too close. Don't do this. There's audio logs from the janitor, then he had had conversations with her, right? Like tapping, I did like tapping the, on the
2: glass. The closer that you got to her, the uh, the quarantine time extended to like days and days and days. I thought that was really cool. Um, mm-hmm. And then the way that they introduced the skyhook, uh, and it was before that, but properly, I think the best use of it was in the escape from Elizabeth's tower. Yes. Slade, you are chewing again. Stop it right now.
0: Sorry, it's a, it's a cough drop. Behave right now. Tim will be sad.
1: I will. This is staying in. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to get brunch um, for the edit? Yeah, and I'll just loop it. Um, okay, I'm taking it out. Um, no, leave it in.
0: Base boost r- it.
1: So um, yeah, you are
0: right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you are right in in saying that I, I I agree. In terms of the spectacle, the best use of um, the skyhook was when you're falling from the tower yeah. that Elizabeth has kept in, because that's a really dramatic sequence. But on yeah. that note, I really wish they did more with Songbird. Yes,
2: I do too. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, He's I'm with very you cool in design.
2: I, I go ahead, Joey. I think he, they could have done more with him when he was fighting you. I think, you know, that the sequence at the end when you're on Comstock's blimp and you're controlling Songbird. I didn't think much of that, to be no. honest with you. I that think was
1: kind of an anticlimax. You yeah. could
2: have kept Songbird as like a hostile enemy that you eventually defeated rather than going, well, oh, the bird is misunderstood and it's your friend. And I, I yeah, I think. Um, I would have preferred it if if Songbird remained like a big scary enemy. It was yeah. very
1: sad when he died.
2: Eh, I was okay with it. It was sad.
3: No, I I <laughs> thought it was
1: very well done. Yeah, but Slade
2: goes out and kicks pigeons, so
0: it That's was true. just like that. <laughs>
2: That's true.
0: I will say though, to me, when you're like given the uh, the notes for Songbird, Songbird shows up to a song essentially. Yeah. but the the clue being cage like i wouldn't have thought that oh these are the actual notes no. i wouldn't have thought of that i'm like oh okay that's
1: i wonder if there's any like music majors that would have picked up on that
0: i I'd, I'd, I'd put money there is yeah mm, maybe i wouldn't i wouldn't be able to know i'm a, i'm a humble drummer we don't read music but if
2: um <laughs> if nicolas cage showed up then the songbird would be there
1: no. constantly
2: it would be the bees. going back going back to the bees. <laughs> yeah. um but yeah i think that um songbird was very very cool and as far as i remember it was songbird and you know the guy in comstock's tower who like the um what the guards with the sirens on the head oh, oh the yeah. uh, oh, we have the talked the, about that
1: so, what are they called? The, the
2: Children Song of the Gold? Choir or something like that? Yeah,
0: Children of the Choir.
2: But but they were essentially, I, from what I remember, they were the ones used in a lot of the advertising material yeah. for this game. Mm. And I was a bit disappointed with the level of, the, the amount of time that the Children of the Choir were were used because that stealth element where you couldn't, like, the first time I saw them, I ran over and attacked it, because that's what you do for everything. Right. And then the little umpa lumpa sh- came and tried to kill me. And they're really hard to kill. Like, oh, I yeah, yeah. I died to strong. them. Yeah. Um. And I think that they could have come in a bit earlier
0: and be used as a bit more of a um a You don't look like you agree. I don't know exactly how you would work them in, is what I'm trying to think about well i think that the pace of this game is exceptionally fast for
2: majority of it i think you could have used it as a bit more of a um a pace setter although you then run the risk of you know like in spider-man on ps4 Hmm. you have the stealth mary jane sections that everyone hates yep like i think you run the risk of that so maybe i'm waffling but um no i don't think that they they
0: could have been used for for a bit more atmospheric pace setting My only thing is, there's so many, like, little horde fights you have to go through in Bioshock anyway, I just don't know how you would effectively place them in certain areas. Well, I think you could swap them out,
2: because I think a lot of the horde fights weren't... They're, like, they were fine, I'm not complaining about them, but I don't think that they were necessary. Right. Um,
1: They felt very samey a lot of the time for me. Really? The horde fights, like... I was saying this uh, again to say because he was making sure I was crouching the whole time. I tend to find, I tend to find that with this, it kind of felt like a bit more of an arena shooter in terms of the combat. Yeah, yeah, in, like over something like Bioshock One.
2: I think that's fair. Um, yeah,
1: that's not a problem. Although no. I. D-
2: yeah, I don't ever remember like being locked into any areas other than Lady Comstock with these like horde, and that
0: might be just good game design. It might be that I didn't notice.
1: You're definitely locked in.
0: Yeah, you're. Yeah, you're locked in in a lot of those. Like when you um, okay, like when you're right before you like get to the point where you could kill or spare uh, Cornelius Slate, for example. There's a horde fight there as you're trying to progress into the museum. that's a horde fight and i would say that is a testament to good game design joey if you didn't notice that that's very good i think because tim and i played this several times
1: yeah i'm i'm very familiar with this game
0: yeah i would argue that for us to be like oh horde fight you know yeah
1: i think that's probably why i don't like the first dlc if i'm honest because i was like this is just
0: another horde horde mode yeah joey if you did enjoy this game i would say go back and play the dlc and mm. any anybody listening right, burial now, at sea is very worth it. Burial at sea, both chapters, it's very stealth heavy. Okay, but it's it's worth it for the story wise because it, it links the three games really good back together. Other than the uh, the whole, there's always a lighthouse. There's always yeah, us. yeah. It definitely it creates ties, more ties. Yeah, yeah. It definitely like narratively ties it back in a lot better. Did uh, did you kill or spare Cornelius this run? Spare. I spared him. Oh, here's another good decision. When you first get in the Columbia and you go to the raffle, and at the raffle, they're giving away tickets, and uh, you happen to draw a certain number. And I think the number is like 66, which is a little on the nose. You win the raffle, and the guy says, claim your prize the first throw. He hands you a baseball, and on the stage is an interracial couple. Yeah. Who'd you pick to throw it at? the guy because yeah, i think the guy. if you chose to throw a couple you're a dig
1: you're kind
2: I've, of a dig
0: i've, <laughs> I've wanted I, you know what every time i see that for like each playthrough i want to choose to throw it at them but i can never bring myself to do it i can't i'm I curious can't as to what it. happens you run into them later though don't you yeah. You do, and they give you they give you gear and equipment
1: for not throwing a ball at them yes
2: but i think that there's a couple of choices in this game that feel like they could have had more of a bearing. And I think that this goes back to your constant variable. But the one I actually was really surprised at that didn't seem to have any bearing on the game is you choose a locket or a thing for Elizabeth that's bird a cage. bird or a cage.
0: Well, I I think that's um, I symbolic. Think it's only aesthetics. A, yeah, I think it's a symbolic thing, and it, it relates to a conversation they have later that uh, Elizabeth wants to be free. She wants to be the bird. Mm-hmm and booker's like sometimes it's just better to be in the cage and know you're safe and going to be stops. Taken care
2: of. i think i think the fact that it was what were they called the twins
0: the Lutesses. i
2: was i was going to call them the vandrosses but that's not right <laughs> um, the, the Lutesses um because they pop up and they stop and basically they are your storytellers for a lot of the game yeah and i think the fact that they give you this choice i was expecting a bit more
3: from
0: it. I think it makes sense though. If you look at the way I'm saying, though, that um, you know, Booker said sometimes being in the cage is better. Elizabeth wants to be free. I think it's a good representation. I don't think it's choose? too much of a choice. Uh, I, I
1: chose the bird for her.
0: Uh, I yeah, chose the cage too. Well, Again,
1: no. I think. I think in terms of gameplay, it only affects the aesthetic. That's yeah. about it. Fair enough. Was there a particular moment that you guys took away? Let's call it. I don't know. A shining light.
2: Oh, we've never heard that Ooh, before. heard light. that before. Tim, what's a
1: shining light? A shining light is a moment that you that you would think of immediately when talking about Bioshock Infinite.
2: Uh, I th- I think it's cliche and simple, but you know the uh, the first moment where you see Columbia and yeah. like you go that's, through the cloud. That's I think,
1: incredibly well done.
2: It's like I think that. Go ahead. I just thought it was awesome, and I think that it's a uh, quite a unique thing in a game like this that Are normally like dark and gloomy and moody, but this was bright and beautiful, really Heaven, really, really nice to look at.
0: Um, yeah, I was going to bring up when Elizabeth shows you an alternative timeline of uh, mm. Columbia, the I guess city of Columbia, like bombing New York. Mm. Yeah, like that. That to me is a huge moment because you're kind of it's when you really realize what uh, Elizabeth is showing you. Well, doesn't um, don't they mention quite a lot of Booker?
2: Dreaming about New York in flames. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that was a clever way of tying um, it all together because but visually, he's obviously
1: Father Comstock.
2: Yeah, but visually, it was very uh, impressive. I actually think another really sorry, Tim. I'll I'll let no, you speak, it's okay. But when you kill Comstock, like that was that was brutal because mm. you knew it was you at that point, point. Um, and like you smash his head into an altar. Essentially, mm. it yeah. was it was yeah that was really brutal
1: it was brutal um my shining light and it's very spoiler heavy for the end of the game but it's when you're running between the lighthouses like in the endless sea and you're just looking at other versions of booker and elizabeth mm. doing the exact same thing at the exact same time yeah that was it's, cool. that yeah. was quite visually striking
0: yeah, and you just see like the little differences between all of them. Mm,
1: there's it's little s- differences here and
0: there. It's the same as when you see uh, Elizabeth baptize you in the river at the end of the game, and it's all mm. the different versions of her. And it just kind of makes you realize, oh, all these little choices could have been, I could have had one of these instead. You yeah. say baptizing. Wasn't she drowning you? Yeah, well, it's baptizing. Yeah, okay.
2: Baptizing in quote marks. But yeah, yeah. she's drowning you in the river. Yeah. I thought that was cool. There was a couple of questions I had about this game. Sure. And the first one was around Colombia itself as a city. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: A lot of Colombia was linked through bridges that are like interlocking
1: Yeah,
2: uh, like a drawbridge. Yeah. But they were locked together. And the way that Colombia is held up in the sky is through propellers underneath,
3: mm. underneath well,
2: these
0: well, plates, right? No.
3: Let's okay. go back
0: to... This goes back to the Latesse twins designed how the city floats itself. Mm-hmm. It's not solely the propellers, but they figured out the propulsion system inside the blimps under the buildings. You I find that in audio that. logs through the game that like actually explain much better than I am, but it's the Latesse twins who figured that out. Yeah. Essentially because...
1: it's just a technology they made.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that answers my question
2: because I thought if it was two separate Plates that were locked together through this very thin thing to create like a bridge, how would they stay together?
0: Because well, it uh, wouldn't be very hard. It's like any kind of drawbridge.
2: Yeah, but any kind of drawbridge is not suspended in the air above the
0: clouds with propellers. No, but they are suspended in the air above the ground. No, but the
2: two, my point is the two plates that they're either side of the bridge yeah, yeah. would be pulling apart.
0: They don't do that on the ground. No, well, uh, kind of, depending on solo conditions. But you have to make sure that they have a way to lock I forgot themselves. up who I was down.
1: talking to. So.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think we're, go- I think we're kind of grounding this a bit in reality here. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah uh, the other question. thing
1: I wanted to say,
2: not not so much your question, but the vigors when you drank them, I thought the animations for each one was awesome. It was great. It was yeah, a huge
1: step up from Bioshock One and Two.
2: And also, once again, I'm using the word again, I think they were brutal. Yeah. I thought they were really, like, quite rank to look at. Mm. Um, Like,
1: some of them actually make you wince.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They were very cool, though. And, like, only having played Bioshock 1 properly, um, I didn't expect it.
0: Um, I was (laughs) pleasantly and unpleasantly surprised. (laughs) there there was a point uh joe you know when you like first get in and you're in that church and there's like flowing water in like yeah. a big pool there tim asked me he's like in engineering aspect would this be an like a nightmare to design to have water going through there yeah. constantly well, i was the like the
1: water would just be constantly flowing and eroding the steps you know, yeah it's just a slippery nightmare yep <laughs> Like a lot of my dreams.
0: And I, I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, yes, but no, you got to treat it like a pool.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, that's fair. I suppose if you did treat it like a pool, you would
0: be fine. fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, other than Shining Lights, is there any other thoughts you would like to have before we move on to scores?
1: Uh, I'm very excited for the next Bioshock game. It's been confirmed to be in development, but we haven't had any sort of formal announcement of gameplay or title or anything, but... There's one on the way. I'm excited.
0: Yep. Joey, do you have any final thoughts on the game? Just play it. It was very good. (laughs) And you know what? I'm going to agree with Joey. Just play it. It's really good. Cool. Scores. Going from there. Uh, Gentlemen, let's go in the scores. Tim, let's start with you.
1: I am going to give this an 8 out of 10. Alrighty. Uh, I think that... uh, this isn't just me going on experience, because I I naturally hindered myself by playing Crouched. In terms of a gameplay design thing, it felt very arena shooty, which is a little bit of a departure for my liking from the main Bioshock series. Not that I don't like arena shooters, it's just that there's a time and a place for them, and I don't know if Bioshock is it. Uh, that being said, I think the plot, on a bigger, grander scale really really good and if you're a fan of the series you'll you'll be a fan of the plot of this it touches on a lot of the same topics and subjects go play it it's like eight hours long it's not exactly a big commitment
0: no i think i beat it in like four hours anyway uh joey Tell um i think, think
2: eight and a half is is good uh Alrighty. i think it was uh yeah, it was it was good. It wasn't a long game, but I don't think that's a problem. No. I think visually it was really striking. The characters were really good. And I really liked um something we haven't spoken about actually is is jumping back and getting to see a bit more of the context of why Booker uh is there. Um and I like that while you're there, like Elizabeth is stood almost judging you because of your line of work. And I think that, that was mm-hmm. clever. I think the characters were really three-dimensional and really well-fleshed out. Um, there are, obviously, we've, we've... I actually think quite a lot of the stuff we've mentioned in this this episode is quite negative, but I don't think it should be spun like that. I think Not it's all... a really, really good, good game, and I... I'm really glad that it hasn't, like, been absolutely bastardised with small... Um, one-off payments, like you see a lot of games do, it's like a very like you buy this, you get a good product. End of the That's line. It.
0: I think it's it's really good yep. for it.
1: But again, this uh, came out in twenty thirteen.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I I'll go back to the thing that if, if we're doing these like tiny nitpicks on the story and how the game is and everything, obviously, if we're having to do tiny nitpicks, there's no major flaws. Mm. Yeah. If we're looking at little improvements, there's this is obviously very good i'm gonna agree with joey i'm also gonna give this a eight and a half out of ten i think it's very good if you haven't played it you absolutely need to it's a tremendous game
1: i think you should play bioshock at least one first though
0: i you know honestly i as much hate as well that bioshock uh two gets i think it's a good game it's good
1: it's just the weakest of the series
0: it's it's the weakest of all of them but play one infinite and then go back and play two like, Play 2, if you have, like, that I-just-need-a-first-person-shooter-with-a-story-itch. Mm.
1: To I elaborate would... on Slade's point further as well, any criticism that I've had of this game is purely nitpicky.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, I, I granted, granted, a good. granted the mini, like, the episodic thing, that's a bit more of a grievance for me, but, like, the arena shooter thing, that's a nitpick. The, um, you know, the use of some of the vigors, that's a nitpick. Yep. Like, it's it's really good. Really good. Very good.
0: Um, so in grand total, that brings us up to a uh, eight point three out of ten. Not bad, solid score, making it our second highest rated game of twenty twenty two. Well,
1: there's only been a couple. <laughs>
0: what did Bloodborne get, by the way? Because nine I and a remember. half. Nine
1: and a half. Uh, well, no,
0: it. nine. Nine. I'm sorry. Okay. We got a nine. Okay. Fair enough. Right,
1: uh, Joey, your turn yes. to pick the game. What are we doing in two weeks' time? In
2: two weeks' time and definitely not being recorded directly after this. Yeah,
1: not in five minutes.
2: I have described this game as something I started but never wanted to finish because I'm a wuss. It's our first proper survival horror game. Um, We are playing Outlast and Outlast Whistleblower.
1: That's the DLC.
2: And Yeah, I was going to do Outlast 2... But I've not heard good things, so we no. just went straight for no. the good stuff. Outlast and, out- and Whistleblower. Outlast 2 is not worth your play. No.
1: No, definitely not.
2: All right. Do you want to well, give a score for Outlast 2 while we're here?
0: or yeah, A three. Yeah, definitely a three. It's it. The thing is, it, it's a classic case of, like, I have to live up to this standard. Oh, Fuck, okay. I'm down here. Mm. <laughs> 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 okay, fair enough.
1: So, um, where can they find us on Twitter, Slade?
0: God, why me? Uh, at Game Club Pod. Thank you. You can also Thank find you. us at Discord. There's probably a link down there. Hey, did, did you fill out the question in Spotify? Do it.
1: Do your homework, everyone. I'm really <laughs> wow. looking forward to editing that. Thank oh, you. That
0: really hurt.
1: I'm not, I might cut that out.
0: Yeah, I would cut that out. <laughs> all right. I didn't even get loud. No, Slade you was... did. I'm
2: looking
1: at the waveform, dude.
2: Slade was incredibly <laughs> racist there. I would yeah. whatever he said. I can't so... believe he
1: dropped that word of all things. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all maybe, right. Maybe cut that out, too. Maybe. <laughs> They're
0: going to be like, he's from Alabama. He said that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. Well, we'll see everyone in two weeks' time for Outlast and Outlast Whistleblower DLC. See
2: you for the whistleblowing.
1: Thank you. Thank you for that, Joey. Toodles. <laughs> Toodles. <laughs> Toodles. <laughs> Toodles.
2: leaving it running for any pream
0: uh, post by the way I'll tell you what that was a good episode to be honest yeah it was fun good hour long discussion also with the the weather change if, if I if I like hold on my finger I just got to go hack up a chunk of my lung at the moment you don't have to like call attention to it oh no we're Why doing not? it to give you an idea it is uh, a little peek behind the curtain it's currently uh new year's day so happy new year's everybody uh, to get this joke out of the way hi i haven't talked to y'all since last year yeah uh current my current temperature joey for january it is 27 degrees celsius outside that sounds pretty good to me i would take that all yes, day but it's it's or 81 for all the normal people and um it shouldn't be like that, but also tomorrow it's supposed to be below freezing. Damn. So, so my allergies do not know what to do at the moment. It's global warming for you. Yep. Well, here it's 12 degrees, so. So,
2: here's, I don't
0: know
1: here's what it the... I do Hey, Google, what's the temperature right now? Don't we
3: love the weather? The temperature is... Currently it's 13 degrees.
1: All right, I'm going to beep where it says okay, I am. Google. What's my home address? <laughs> oh, Joey, I sent you that clip, didn't I? Yeah,
3: yeah,
2: that yeah. guy. What was he asking Google for? I don't know. Something
0: completely unrelated.
1: It was something he, completely unrelated, like, Oh, how it, do I get yeah. this in a game? And it's like, Your home address? <laughs> 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 and it was on stream, which it just him it screaming over his Google.
0: <laughs> um, to give y'all an idea, tomorrow's high, right, is 21 degrees Celsius the lowest too two. Damn, what is happening yeah so though you know why tim's like why are you always sniffly it's because like our weather does this number in the winter time the
2: world is changing <laughs> <The planet's laughs> i'm really what glad you the picked f- that is up is going on
1: <laughs> have you seen by the way some of his um signed albums on reddit no so he wrote messages so he's done like I think three or four three to four hundred signed albums for inside like the discs um and he's written messages in every single one of them or done something different in each in every single one of them so some of uh, some people got like a sock like Socko Um, alright one of someone got one that was just said it was never about COVID like that kind of thing it's um interesting to see where it goes Um, yeah I don't think there's much else really to comment on that now
0: I've I've got to go do a uh, non-podcast tradition I'm going to go pee between episodes
1: I'm going to do Um, the same because I've just had two cancer monsters what's up up? Uh, I forgot to
2: do any reviews
1: oh um, oh and no. jenny's thoughts
2: jenny i tried to remember what she said it was something about how nice the lighthouses were
0: but I'll tell you i do not what i remember exactly you, what she said honestly joey the other thing i meant to bring this up in the episode i just kind of thought about it the um you know you're talking about the the choir boys or whatever that would like
1: yell they were the only jump they, scare they, on the thing. game
0: yeah and they got i knew it was coming and it can got me.
1: Yeah, still got me. I knew exactly yeah. where it was, what to expect, and it still met you. Yeah, would you and like a, a couple of reviews? <laughs> of absolutely. Pleasure. Sure, go ahead. One star so, reviews. Cheryl, yeah, these are more one star
2: reviews. Uh, Cheryl Pickett, who's um, but yeah, we're leaving your name in Cheryl. Uh, her <laughs> profile Cheryl. picture <laughs> is a dog. So um, said a year ago, I do not like that it makes fun of religion and the United States one star um, great Fahad said bad graphics ha <laughs> ha looks like he's running on a potato station 5 got him got him oh, the, 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 the then, graphics hold up I know. James Kine said nine months ago this game is for pedophiles since you run around chasing girls and trying to put them in your scuba suit or something. I've never played it before and it looks really weird. Another flop by Bethesda.
0: 1 star. <laughs> Another flop by Bethesda. What?
1: I don't I
2: don't You understand. know what game
0: this is, <laughs> bro? What <laughs> the f*** oh, is wrong with you?
2: I enjoyed that.
1: I like that guy. <laughs> I mean, oh, on the podcast, <laughs> James. If you want
2: to come on, just let us know. Drop us a DM. Yeah. Yeah. pop in the Discord. At Game Club Pod. Pop it in the Discord.
1: Uh, right, I'm gonna get for a pee. And, the and you, if you want
0: to end the episode, Joey, unless you can. Oh, here's what I was gonna say. Let me finish my thought real quick. The, oh god. Okay. The choir boys, right? I don't know how you could. Speaking of in... pedophiles, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you could stealth around in bright, beautiful Columbia that was the other thing i was thinking about oh, I don't know you oh okay it. yeah fair enough because it's always sunny and pretty outside until you it's go always fight sunny mom. in Colombia. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the boys right. go fight racists.
2: <laughs> well i'm ending it on that enjoy right. your peace guys <laughs> cheers thank
3: you